Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Shout out to the barbershop crew. And then I took a beat down 120 to 91 
in my other leagues. So I 0 for 3 in week 2, uh, 1 and 1 in those leagues, and 0 and 2 in the other leagues. So it's a it's a struggle right now. But I'll get back on track. You get back on track. Yo, I, I, I'm actually sitting here skimming through, you know, I mean, when you're as good at this thing as I am, you know what I'm saying, you get yourself involved mm. in a bunch of leagues, man. And so I, I got to skim through, man. I, I'm popping cats on the head in a couple of leagues and some other leagues I'm, I'm taking some L's. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, when you're in so many, you play against yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't – like, Aaron Jones went off for me in one league, but then in the other league, I was playing against Aaron Jones. Like, it, 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 yeah. it's a yeah. gift in the curse. We'll, 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 we'll talk fantasy football here in a minute, but I wanted to start the show off with an article that I threw in our in our group chat. Uh, I wanted to get your sure, position sure. and your yeah. opinion on the, uh, on the situation with Kenny Galladay right now. Um, all signs mm-hmm. look like he cleaned out his locker and he's done, you know, essentially with the New York football giants. Um, I thought, you know, when Brian Dable came in, they would, you know, at least utilize him or get him the ball or, or, or something would change over from the previous regime. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. I spent a hell of a lot of money to bring him to New York, and he's not panning out. So I wanted to get your position on the Kenny Galladay situation. So, listen, I, I had responded back to that chain. And um, if you go to sportscitychef.com, I did put that as a takeaway because I did hear about the locker Sunday night. So I wrote it. I put it in my article. It's on sportscitychef.com. People get into the, the, the site reading the articles. I appreciate the love. Um, so Julian Love responded back that that was not a, a big deal, that – he cleaned out his locker, too. So Julian Love, safety for the Giants. And he's a starter. He plays. He had a very good game uh, against the Panthers. So it's not uncommon that that happened. I think the bigger story is that Dayball has the balls to tell his $72 million receiver, you ain't playing. He played, I think, two snaps um, against the Panthers and didn't play a lot in week one as well. And basically, Dable's come out and said it's a it's a game-to-game thing. They're going to go with whoever they feel, you know, gives them the best chance to win. And that's just speak for you don't give us a chance to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, real talk. And Dable's not – he's not – Dable and, and, and Shane, uh, the GM, uh, Joe Shane, don't have any loyalty to Kenny Galladay. They didn't bring him here. They didn't sign him. He's a Gettleman judge holdover. Um, the only reason he's still here because of his contract and they can't get rid of him. If they can get rid of him at the trade deadline, they will. Um, I don't expect to see him on the on the field very often. He may, but um, they're not afraid to not, to not play him. And, and I think it's refreshing because he looked like he dogged it in the preseason jogging routes. We saw it. Um, one preseason yeah. game in the red zone, he was jogging a, a slant route and, and almost got the ball picked off. So that was that was just the spell of doom for him. So I'm not surprised. So uh, I want to double click on a couple of things you said there because you know from yeah. the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know this guy comes from Detroit. You know he balls out. You know with Matthew Stafford and, and company, and you would think that a potential change of regime and change of theory would do him uh, some good. And now, mm-hmm. you know, according to what you, you know, what, what you just said, 
you'll be shocked if he sees any clock, you know, in next game and, and subsequent other games. So why wait till the trade deadline to potentially move him? Like, couldn't you, you know, get some offensive line help if you moved him sooner? Or couldn't you, you know, get, you know, some backup running back help? Or, you know, th- there are areas of need on the New York Football Giants, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that, you know, some team, perhaps Tampa Bay, who just signed Cole Beasley off the scrap heap, you know, could potentially use his services. Right. I mean, and listen, I don't don't get it confused, right? He's not the only one that didn't play uh, very often. Kadarius uh, Tony also didn't see a lot of snaps as well. Um, he was, you know, coming off an injury, but he was healthy. He was ready to go, and he got some run in the first quarter and then didn't see a lot of the field. Uh, the league source said that, quote-unquote, it's a bad contract that they inherited Kenny Dolliday. They're not going to just play a guy because he lays a lot of money. He's not their guy. You know, they're playing their guys, and it's what it is, basically. Um, and, 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 and listen, Tony's not their guy either, and he didn't want to show up to off-season um, workouts before and, you know, didn't endear himself to Dable to start when Dable got here. So, um, I'm not saying that those are the reasons why these guys aren't playing, but Dable's going to play who he thinks is going to make a difference. And I, 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 I have, I've always been around players that were, you know, really good, but were jerks about it. And you just play them and you let them get away with things because they were really good. And it's refreshing to see a coach that says, you know, just because you're getting paid, I don't have to play you. And we're still winning games. So what do you think about that? You know, it's funny you mentioned that in Greenwood. I'll see you there in a minute. I, I'm going to get you here, here in a second. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, it, it's weird because, like, you're winning games. I get it. But mm-hmm. when you don't pay – when you don't play, you know, Kadarius Tony, who I feel is it, it, a guy who could potentially help. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and you don't play Kenny Galladay – you know, mm-hmm. the the pickings essentially are, are very, very slim at the wide receiver position in general because it, it, it's not like they're inactive. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're getting games right. attacked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't understand why, you know, Dable is doing that. But before I let you go back, I wanted to get Greenwood in here, you know, see what he has to say about the situation. Greenwood, what's going on, man? How are we doing this evening? Welcome to the kitchen. I'm doing good, Sirius. Um, how you doing, villain? I'm good. I'm good, Greenwood. Good to hear you, man. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. He doesn't have to play him, Sirius. He really doesn't. And it's not like he earned anything other than a contract. I mean, you you saw it in the preseason. He was jogging routes. I mean, he had a terrible season last year. I mean, it's... It, Listen, is is he better than David Stills or Richie Richie Jones? Probably, but those guys are making plays. They're running routes hard. They're blocking down the field for for Saquon Barkley. I don't know Kenny Galladay's been doing that. They're doing the little things mm-hmm. right, and and you know what? So is Sterling Shepard coming back off of a knee injury, took a pay cut to stay with the Giants and is doing everything he's been asked, going into motion, blocking up the middle for Saquon Barkley so he can get a touchdown. Like, I don't – you know, listen, I I hear you, I understand, but the money is whatever at this point. Who cares he's getting paid? 
so what? Everybody else is getting paid too. If he would, it's but not I like you're benching Jerry Rice. <laughs> no, you, you're not. But again, my, my my thinking is that again, if you're not gonna mold to the to the way of Brian Dable and you're hot dogging it out there. Again, you made your bed later, but my question is, mm-hmm. okay, get him out of there. Like, why give him a game they had and take up that spot who could potentially help right. you? No. You know what I'm saying? From somebody who wants him. Bring out something from the practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Who, who wants him? Who wants him? Yeah, that, that's Nobody the problem. Him. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> here's, 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 here's the deal. Here's, here's the deal. You don't know unless you ask the question. Here's the funny thing. I just said this a minute ago. Cole Beasley was mm-hmm. out making bootleg rap videos and rap songs. He just got picked <laughs> up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Now you mean now you mean to tell now you mean to tell me that Kenny Galladay, you know, for all intents and purposes, is not better than Cole Beasley? It's about he what is. what you have to pay what you have to take what money you have to take though. That's the big question. Like yeah. I think they mm-hmm. gotta take like seventeen point seven five mil if they trade for Kenny Galladay. So. It would have to be, like, in order to get rid of Kenny Galladay right now, it would have to be one of those Browns-Brock-Osweiler trades to get rid of that cap number and that cancer of a player who played like crap since he got paid by the Giants. He was uh, he was a player created by Stafford, and that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And, you know, and, he has a, and Gre- Greeny's right because – you know, what has he done since Detroit? And, and TP could tell you, this guy was a, you know, wasn't that great in Detroit. He was good, but, you know, he, they have problems with him too. I, I, I get it. He's taking up a roster spot, but so what? So what? You know what I mean? Like, at this point, like, he, it's just, you know what? If he, if he doesn't play, it doesn't matter. It, it, we, we're not supposed to be at this, at this point at 2-0. and we're not supposed to be a playoff contender. We're probably not going to be this year. It's still a rebuild. We'll figure it out. He doesn't have to play. And I guarantee you he's cut uh, next year. They they saved thirteen yeah. and a half million next year off the cap for um for, for cutting Kenny Galladay next year. And why I would mean, I give up I, a six-round pick for this guy? Why would I give up a six-round pick? What? Here's another thing, like, you can actually send the dude home. Like, I, I just don't understand the logic behind, you know, having them have a game they had when you have no intention uh, of playing the guy. Like, it's just, like, uh, you just trying to keep it prepared. So, like, every, everything that you guys are saying is spot on, and, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm echoing all of that. But at the end of the day, like, if you have no intention of playing the guy, him, you giving him a hat is taking a hat away from somebody else who is all in, who is running the route hard, who is, you know, putting his nose in, 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 in the pile and blocking for Saquon and, and getting those tough yards and being a, a good teammate, you know, it, it, you're taking it away from him. So I, I just don't get it. But, again, I, I, get, what, I get what you're saying there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hating on it. And, and, and I'll, so, I'll clean it up with this. Like, I'll, I'll clean up with yeah. this. Sir. I'm sorry. Um, at the end of the day, it's on him. He can earn his way back onto the field very easily. Um, and, and I don't think, even though what I've said to open the show may be or may not be correct, it, it's not be, 
it, you haven't heard a bad attitude out of him. Now, you heard this report that he cleaned his locker, but it's already been refuted by a teammate. So it's not like he has a bad attitude. It, it's, it's on him. If he doesn't make it work here, good luck trying to get this contract again. And you can get cut and not get any of that money. So it's on him. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day. Right, right. I feel you, man. Call the number is 929-477-2759. You hear what Sports City shows for the next 50-some-odd minutes, talking everything NFL. Uh, The next thing I wanted to talk about, gentlemen, uh, before we get into the raw meat prepared uh, of of tonight's episode, um, is what you learned in in week number two. Um, So, Greenwood, you're the new guy in. You know, as as you look over – you know, how week two unfolded, did something, you know, stand out that you may have learned that you didn't know or that you wasn't expecting um, coming out of week one? So I learned that I danced too early on the Kansas City Chiefs graves. Um, I honestly, I mean, I famously predicted in our bold predictions episode that there'd be four, four teams out of the AFC West to that uh, to make the playoffs, so that's not surprising that they that the Chiefs won a game. But um, the fact that they beat the Chargers and beat them handedly, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I learned that the Chiefs are for real, and that you've got to you've got to still reckon with them even without uh, even without Tyreek. Dylan, I come to you, man. Um... You know, week two was a, a a whirlwind from comebacks to chokes, depending on how you looked at it, to to people introducing themselves. I mean, talk to me, man. Did you learn anything out of week two that you didn't already know? I mean, I learned a couple things, but that I already knew that the Bills are really good. The Bills are the best team in football. Um, oh but God, yeah. outside of that, the Cincinnati Bengals are trash. They have a long way to go. They got hot at the right time last season and take nothing away from that because there's not a lot of teams that can say that they, you know, went to the to the playoffs on the strength of, of three road victories in some tough environments. But they are going to get this quarterback killed. Their line is trash. They are going to get Burrow killed. They don't – They and you know what? Zach Taylor – has some explaining to do because he says he don't make adjustments. Well, well, my friend, you need to adjust to the fact that your line is trash and that Joe Burrow looks a shell of himself. They, they are 0-2 for a reason, and they are in a Super Bowl hangover for real. I believe, once again, we spoke about that before the season started, and one of the things that we spoke about here on this very network is the, the, the vibe is different. The mentality is different when you're the hunter instead of the hunter. Um, you know, and right now, listen, you know, you got to protect your investment. You spend all this money in this offseason, talking about Cincinnati Bengals, you spend all this money in the offseason to protect Joe Burrow. And I saw a post that I posted on my social media. This dude has lost more yards due to sacks than my starting running back has run for in two games. You know what I'm saying? In two games, this guy has been sacked a total of 20-some-odd times. (laughs) 
already, and we're just starting week mm-hmm. three. They, they need to clean that up. They need to clean it up immediately. But for me, um, the Philadelphia Eagles are for real. Uh, I, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, um, I, 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 I slept on them all, all season. Um, you know, I, I didn't really, really, like, open mouth snore, but I, I, I was not sure what I was going to see out of the Philadelphia Eagles. But the way that they can beat you with multiple styles, um, you know, they could run it with the best of them. They got one of the best offensive lines. The acquisition of A.J. Brown has proved to be the thing that the doctor ordered. You, you don't know who in the heck is going to get the ball. Um, week one, it was A.J. Brown. If you look at the game yesterday, Devontae Smith just so happens to, to you know, pop, and he, you know, caught nine balls for a bunch of yards. Obviously, Jalen Hurts um, was beating people from inside the pocket, outside the pocket. You know, big play slay literally eliminated the best receiver in the game in Justin Jefferson. Um, I mean, both sides of the football, this team is for real, and um, – you, people better watch out. Here, here's the funny thing about it is, like, if you look at how their schedule lays out, um, like mm-hmm. this upcoming weekend they got the Washington Commanders. Like, I don't see an area where they where, where they're really going to be tested and challenged. Um, you know, so this, before we blink, you know, this Philadelphia Eagles team can be, you know, seven and one, you know, whatever the case may be, and you know they're off and running because I don't think. I don't think this division is really that good. I think, you know, the Giants, although Villain is in here, is going to come back down to the pack a little bit. The Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys, and the Commanders can't stop the nosebleed, so they're going to be in the middle of of shootouts, let alone Carson Wentz being their quarterback. Um, Anything else that you learned looking at week two, uh, Greenwood, that, you know, you didn't know about before we transitioned? Um. Yeah, Carson, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the Commanders because I thought that uh, I thought that Carson Wentz moving on from the Colts to the Commanders was going to be the swan song and to mm-hmm. a mediocre career for Carson Wentz. But it turns out that Wentz wasn't the problem in Indy. That's the one thing I learned. I mean, yeah, they 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 dropped they dropped the ball in week one, but I thought, oh, it's just shaking off some rust, bringing in the new quarterback. But no, that team is the problem. This is not the Indianapolis Colts that we thought we were going to see um, walking into the season, uh, just trouncing on the AFC South. Now we don't know. Ooh, the power is in that division. The Titans look like trash and continue to look like trash. The Colts look like trash. <laughs> the Houston Texans almost look serviceable, and the Jaguars look like the class of the division all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I wanted to double-click on those Titans for a minute. You know, we saw a, a, a quarterback switch yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Is this really the beginning of the end for Ryan Tannehill? I mean, they got the 0-2 Raiders this upcoming week. Um, I mean, do you think that Tannehill makes it to their bye week? I mean, after the Raiders, they got 
of the Indianapolis Colts, and then they play the Commanders, and then week six is their bye mm-hmm. week. Um, do you think Tannehill makes it to their bye week, or do you think there's going to be a quarterback switch uh, before then? Zillin, I, 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 I'll come to you for that one. I mean, I don't look, read too much into the, to the switch. I, I really think I feel that it was more because the game just got out of hand. It was probably okay to just give him some reps. But I think the writing's on the wall that Willis is the guy of the future. They just have to get him ready. I, I saw some good things from him in the preseason. I think me and you talked about it, Sirius. Um, but, you know, there were some things that I saw, you know, him running a little bit too much, not being confident of staying in the pocket and making the throws. I think that'll come mm-hmm. with time. Um, but, again, Tanning Hill doesn't give you a chance to win. Um, he might give you a chance to win week to week, but the the big winning when you're a number one seed from last year and you got Derrick Henry and company, um, the the winning is in the Super Bowl. And I don't think he gives you that chance to do that. Um, you know, he made Julio Jones look like Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I mean, right, like, right. who does that? I mean, Julio Jones hasn't been healthy the last couple years, but he had him and A.J. Brown and, you know, really couldn't figure it out. Um, so it is a matter of time. I don't know. I think week six is a little too soon for the rookie. Um, I, I'm pegging probably, you know, mid-November, probably maybe after the Packers game, maybe the Bengals game. But, yeah, I think eventually uh, they'll turn the page from Tannehill. And I, I want to double-click on the Eagles. There's no team that I hate yeah. more than the Cowboys than the Eagles. Um, I hate the Cowboys, <laughs> but I hate the Eagles more. Um, and I have to say <laughs> – yeah, they're they're that good. And I thought they were a little suspect in, in week one, but the Lions are they're they're, they're not a fantasy slash um you know, hard knocks product that everybody sees them and they think, Oh, they're good because they weren't no. They can score on anybody. Yeah. The Lions are a good team. They just their defense well, yeah. needs to figure it out. They don't they their, their defense isn't really good, right? So the fact right, that right. that offense was able to put up points, okay. But what they did in week two against a, a solid Vikings team, albeit at home, and, you know, Kirk Cousins is hor- horrible on Monday Night Football. They they yeah. beat them down. Darius Slay probably played one of his best games in the pros. They got Slay and Bradbury back there. They got all the weapons on offense. Hurts, I think, is growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now they're the best team in the NFC. By far, yeah, yeah. I I I, I can't even disagree with you there. Um, calling number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Uh, here with Sports City Chef. Um, for the next half hour or so, I wanted to switch gears. Um, and talk about Hall of Fame. Um, gentlemen, the the first year mm. eligibility was released. Um, and we got some big names. On, on the first year eligibility, we're talking about Chris Johnson and Y2J. Um, for for those who remember him like that, uh, you got Joe Thomas, offensive lineman uh, for the Cleveland Browns, the White Freeney. Everybody remembers the White Freeney, Navarro Bowman, James Harrison, Cam Chandler, Weavis Allen. Uh, some of the first year uh, nominees. You got some other guys who. Um, can definitely get their name called Randall Cunningham, uh, the late great Steve McNair, Donovan McNabb, um, 
This this list is growing, man. Fred Taylor's on this list. It could be called Warwick Dunn, Eddie George, the preacher Priest Holmes, um, Hans Ward, Reggie Wayne, Steve Smith, Rod Smith. Like this is wild when you start to break this thing down. But I wanted to talk about these first year guys, man. Um, out of the names I mentioned, uh, villain, I, I come to you. Give me your favorite uh, moment for any of the first guys mentioned. I'm talking about Chris Johnson, Joe Thomas, Dwight Freeney, Harrison, Cam Chancellor, Revis. Any 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 moment that sticks out um, in your mind as these guys prepare to potentially go into the Hall of Fame in, in Cleveland and Ohio. I mean, uh, moments. I mean, I remember. Uh, James Harrison, you know, getting that um, that that what was it? I think it was a fumble in the Super Bowl, running it down, like just running completely out of gas. Yeah, it was a pick six, just out of gas and, and getting into the end zone. Um, being in the New York area, watching Daryl Revis, um, he was a phenomenal cornerback. Joe Thomas, terrific offensive tackle. I mean, if he wasn't stuck in Cleveland, I mean more people would know about him, but I think people enough people know how really good he was. Um, Dwight Freeney was the anchor of that defense when they didn't really have a defense, but they had a speedy pass rusher, right? Um, so I don't I don't know if Freeney's the first ballot. Thomas and Darrell Revis definitely in my mind are. Harrison's probably borderline. But there's so many players yeah. that, you know, didn't make it last year that should be in. Like can somebody tell me why Torrey Holt's not in the Hall of, Hall of Fame yet? Like, I mean, how does Jared Allen not make it in? I think he's good enough to get in. Reggie Wayne. How is right. Reggie, Reggie Wayne and Andre Johnson not yeah. in the Hall of Fame? Like, explain yeah. that to me. Um, so, uh, we'll see. It's gonna. There's a lot of good players. I mean, Zach Thomas is a solid linebacker from Miami. Patrick Willis yeah. is obviously a really good linebacker from the 49ers. Rondé Barber. Arguably, I think he's one of the better um, defensive backs. I think he should get a, a, uh, some consideration. There's just a lot of guys here. And, and you're, right. you're so right. right. The list is growing. The list just keeps right, growing right. because of the talent that we've been infusing into the game. And, you know, it's going to – I feel like it's going to get – it's going to be a lot – it's harder to get into the NFL Hall of Fame than the NBA because the NBA has less players. But, um, you know, there's 12 players per team, and the NFL is 53 per team, and you might have a couple good players in that team. That list just keeps growing. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to get in. It's going to be very hard. Uh, you know what? When, when you start talking about, you know, things that come to mind, and Greenway, I'll come to you here in a minute, but, you know, obviously as, as a Stella fan, you know, James Harrison, <laughs> the, the, the amount of havoc he just wreaked on, on, on opposing tackles, um, again, we have a stand in Pittsburgh. The standard is the standard. Um, and, we, and we tend to be able to draft outside linebackers. You know, the funny thing about Harrison is what's his story. You know, we draft him. We cut him. Baltimore, he signs with Baltimore. He gets cut there. He comes back and forth between Pittsburgh and Baltimore before he signs a home. And Bergen, you know, the rest of history. But for me, um, growing up, I played running back. You know, and obviously we all sit here and we play Madden and, and video games. And Chris Johnson was a cheat code. That brother mm. was a cheat code in a video game. He was a cheat code playing 
with, with, with the Tennessee Titans, man. Like, this man went from zero to 100 quicker than anybody I knew. Um, and just watching how he was been able to maneuver and, you know, he kind of brought back, in my opinion, the, the, the scat back. You know, we had Barry Sanders, and then it was, you know, big, muscle-bound, you know, run them over type guys. But, you know, when Chris Johnson came into the league, you know, he was able to, you know, bring some, some flair and some flash back to the position. Now we got, you know, Najee Harris and Zeke Elliott jumping over people. And, you know, you got to have some, some, some wiggle to your move or whatever in order to get through defenders. It's just not running through things. Um, you know, Dwight Freeney, man, I, I love Dwight Freeney's game. I mean, he, like, like you said, he was the Colts defense, you know, until they, they figured it out. Like, you know, that spin move is iconic. You know, I, I've seen a, mm. I've seen videos of him teaching, you know, people and, you know, the importance of developing, you know, counter moves and, and re-counter moves. Like, so if they block a spin, you got to be able to go into a rip. And, and, you know, if they, you know, stop the blue rush, you, blue rush, you got to be able to hit a swim move or something like that. Um, and, you know, he, you know, and others, but, you know, he was one of the guys that kind of perfected the art of the rush. Um, you know, I just spoke about James Harrison. James Harrison had two moves. He had to rip through and he had to bull rush. You know, I mean, when you look that many weights and do what you do, you know, not too many people can stay in front of you. Um, but with Dwight Freeney, there, there was, again, something next to his game. And, you know, I, I'm a Stella fan. And I see T.J. Watt. Um, you know, you never know what type of move he's going to come with, you know. And, you know, getting in past the lanes and making sure you're using your hands and not stuff down, um, you know, that was a testament, I think, to Dwight Freeney's game. Um, Greenwood, I'll come to you, man. You know, you heard the list of names. Um, anyone, you know, names? you know, stick out to you and kind of give me a memory of, of that person. So um, I'm now old enough and been following football in the NFL draft long enough to have watched a few of these first ballot guys get drafted. And um, the thing I will always remember about Joe Thomas was that, um, that Joe Thomas was guaranteed to be a, a top three pick nobody on the planet thought that he was not going to be a top three pick. And most people thought he was going to the Browns at number one overall. And, um, and even though like all that happened circumstance was going on, he still did not attend the draft at draft on draft night. <laughs> he, he instead decided to go fishing with his dad before on, on the day he was drafted. So he didn't even know until he got back to shore. Um, and uh, the other player that I remember, um, I remember him from from everything, uh, and that was CJ2K. That, like, I don't think he's going to get that first ballot nod because um, he just doesn't have the career to, to – I mean, he's got a lot of records. He's got a lot of accolades. He's got that 2,000-yard season, but, I mean, quite enough, I, I don't think, to, to get that first ballot recognition. But when you would see this guy plant a foot and cut, it was just speed. 
it was just ridiculous speed right up the middle, like safeties, corners. Nobody caught this dude from behind. It was ridiculous. Every single time you saw the guy touch the ball, absolutely amazing. Um, but I do want to throw a little bit of shade on your on your intro there, Sirius. There is no way on this earth that Donovan McNabb makes it into the Hall of Fame, especially since Randall Cunningham is not in. Rand, that it's 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 surprising. Like you've got the most the most underrated quarterback in NFL history in Randall Cunningham, and the most overrated quarterback in history in, in Donovan McNabb in the same sentence. That, that, that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. You know, it's funny because, like, I don't think Donovan gets in, but he's up for nomination. Uh, so, you know, we'll see, man. We will definitely see. Once again, calling number is 929-477-2759. Uh, I, I have waited long enough. we got about 20-some-odd minutes, and we definitely got to talk about uh, what took place in stadiums this past week. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do, gentlemen, I wanted to talk about stock up or stock down, um, and I wanted you to give me a reason as to why. So, Greenwood, I'll come to you. Um, the, the L.A. Chargers, you know, went into Arrowhead and fell to the Kansas City Chiefs, but I wanted to talk to you about the L.A. Chargers and not the Chiefs, man. Um, is your stock up or stock down? On the Kansas City Chiefs, give me why. Not the Kansas City Chiefs, but the LA Chargers. Tell me why. Um, I think it's even. Um, I pick them to be in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl this year, so I can't really go stock up on them. And but I don't think that just one game, losing one game to the Chiefs in their home stadium, is enough to to scare me yet. Um, especially when a few of their stronger weapons are, are fighting injury, I'm still staying the course on them. Um, if they lose another game in the next couple of weeks, I might start to get a little questionable, but right now I'm, I'm sticking with my prediction on the, the Chargers winning the Super Bowl this year. So, uh, in addition to that, you know, Justin Herbert did, you know, get beat like he stole something all game long. Uh, he now has you know, rib issues and cartilage and things of that nature. Um, do you think that he plays this week, or do you think they, they roll out the backup? Um, let's, let's see who the game's against first, because I'm not quite sure who's on their schedule right now. Um, if the game's important enough and he's healthy enough to go, he will go. That's kind of um, – they're playing – Let's see. They are playing week three, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. I think they play the Jaguars. Yeah, so there's a non-zero point chance that they um, that they hold them out because they're playing the Jaguars. And then the Texans well, the, the week two, after. Right. Then they got the Browns the and the Broncos. Next two weeks are, I mean, they're important, but they're not, like, division rivalry important. So, um, it, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna listen to the doctors first and foremost because they don't want to drop a game in this division either, even an easy one like Jacksonville. But 
at the end of the day, if I were to put a bet on it, I would say he plays. Okay. All right. That, that, that'll work. Dylan, I, I'll come to you next, man. The, the, the New York football Jets, you know, pulled off the unthinkable and came back against the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on Sunday, and, and, and my and my question is, is for the Cleveland Browns, sir. Um, your opinion is stock up or stock down on the Cleveland Browns? I'm going to say down, um, just because um, they don't have their quarterback right now, right? Um, they're missing mm-hmm. uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, I think is Hunt hurt? Hunt Hunt left that game hurt. No, um, not sure, but um, they got talent. They're a good team. I think um, Jacoby Brissett can weather the storm and get them through these games five hundred. But that's a game you gotta win. I mean, you're up in, at home in the fourth quarter and you let that game go like that, and the. To see the secondary just standing around watching Garrett Wilson, who I had on my bench this week for fantasy. By the way, I wanted to throw that in for you, serious. Another full yeah, time yeah. on the villain's part. Um, how do you let him just – first of all, um, Corey Davis is still running wide open uh, if anybody wants to cover him in, in Cleveland. <laughs> and, 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 and then Garrett Wilson was like – they were just jogging around him. It's you know it's it's a it, their stock is down. I it's gonna be you can't lose games like that serious in the AFC. Not even in the AFC yeah. North in the AFC because the Bills are good, the Dolphins. Um, you got you, you got the Ravens should be much better, but you got all mm-hmm. the teams in the West. I mean you can't lose ground on games like this. You have to get those games you want to make the playoffs. That's a bad loss. Their stock's down. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you there. Now, um, Davion Clowney went out due to injury. Kareem Hunt went out due to injury. All, you know, everything I'm reading right now, Dylan, uh, says Davion Clowney is not going to play Thursday um, when they play the Steelers at, at home. Um, is that going to be a massive problem, or do you think that they're going to be able to, to hold serve and, and protect home, home field on Thursday night? I couldn't hear it. Sorry. Oh, I what, what I said, what I said was, Jadavion Clowney uh, went out in the ball yeah. game, did not return. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not going to play on, on Thursday night uh, when the Steelers and, and, and Cleveland Browns play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kareem Hunt did go out; he was able to return to the game, but he's dealing with some 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 nicks and bruises or whatever. Uh, but do you think that? Uh, Miles Garrett and company is going to be able to do enough to to get the home win on, on Thursday night uh, against the Celtics. No, I think that you know I think the Steelers' offense is a mess right now, but it's not because they don't have talent, right? I think they got really good sure. receivers, they got good running back. Um, it's you know I think Trubisky just. I don't know. I think he kind of got the vote of confidence from from Tomlin, but you can kind of tell he's he's going to be on a leash pretty soon. They're just waiting for Pickett to be ready. Um, I just don't think they have enough. I I think 
you know, both teams are coming off of bad losses. Um, I yeah. think the Steelers, with their head coach, will get the win. I think they'll sneak it in before the Cleveland Browns do. All right. So I'm going to go next here, and I wanted to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm going to really mm. highlight the Indianapolis Colts right now. And for me, gentlemen, our stock is way down on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, oh, under, yeah. no, under no circumstances, under no reasons that I expect uh, the Indianapolis Colts to come out uh, this year the way they came out. They laid a complete egg. Um, and I, I, I don't know where they go from here. So everything that we've heard this offseason was Carson Wentz and, you know, Wentz was the problem and whatever the case may be. However, keeping everything in totality, you were without, you know, your receiver, Michael Pittman, and, and you were down some bodies. But to go into Jacksonville and lay that big of an, uh, of, of an egg, is some, something's going on. Something is necessarily wrong. Now, again, Jacksonville is no scrub. I mean, we've all sat here on this very network and said we expect Jacksonville to play significantly better on this upcoming year, and they should have beat the Washington Commanders week one, and they, you know, did what they needed to do against a division opponent in week two. But um, I don't know when the next time the Jacksonville, the Indianapolis Colts get a win. You know, this upcoming Sunday, um, they played the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me say this again. This upcoming Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts played the Kansas City Chiefs. That game may be over before halftime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm not too sure what, what, what was going on there, uh, but for me, stock is way down, way, way down. Have you seen you've seen you've seen Rocky Three, right? Of course I have. Okay, so when Clover Lane first gets in the ring with uh Rocky, you see the look in his eyes, scared. Like, I'm the champion. Scared. I'm the new champion tonight. I'm the new champion. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the cold <laughs> and the Chiefs. Like <laughs> before the match even starts, I'm the new champion. I'm the new champion. <laughs> oh my god, that's comical. That is comical. <laughs> Greenwood, I'm gonna come over to you next, my guy, man. Uh, the next thing I want to talk to you about, uh, stock up or stock down. I wish Mr. Harvey was here, but I'm gonna talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans won a a nail biter, if you will, week one, um, and they they get literally beat up. In week two, um, Jameis turned into into retro Jameis, if you will. Um, this game was a, a sloppy one. In, in fact, you know there was some fisticuffs, which is now to be expected when you know Lattimore and Mike Evans match up uh, with each other. Um, but Tom Brady finally exercises the the, the Saints demon, if you will, and beats them in a regular season. But my question again is about the Saints. Um, is stock up and or stock down, in your opinion, on the New Orleans Saints? Um, it's stock. I mean, it's 
I would call it stock up or stock neutral. Yeah, I, they just suffered a really bad loss, but it was to the team that was expected to walk away with this division. So it's this, this loss wasn't a surprise even in the home stadium. They got beat pretty bad. Very true. But we're talking about the NFC. Who's looking good in the NFC besides the Eagles and the Bucks? Um, right now, nobody. Maybe Detroit. Detroit might be the number three team in the NFC right now. Um, as I, I laugh at that because I don't think I've ever uttered those words in my entire life, with the exception of 1992. Um, so, like. I'm. I still think the Saints are a playoff team. Um. So, I never expected them to win the division anyway. So I'm going to call it stock neutral. So you know, one of the things I wanted to double click and get your opinion on. You know, Alvin Kamara didn't, didn't play in this game. Um, but you know, Chris Olave was being force fed targets. Um, in this ball game, and it comes out that, um, you know, he can actually play the position pretty well. So um, do you think that this is a situation where Alvin Kamara is set for an extended period of time, or do you think um, that we see him next week when they play uh, the Carolina Panthers on the road? Um, right now, right now I think that um... – he is slated to play. Um, we're gonna see what happens with um, with the the practice reports over the next couple of days. It's definitely not guaranteed that he plays next week, but right now, I've everything I've heard is optimistic. But they're not gonna mm-hmm. force him back, especially not against Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. Right, right, right. All right, Villain, I'll come to you, and, and, and I kind of saved this one for you because it's, it's your football giants, man. They, the football giants pulled off a, a miraculous win there. You know, they won 19-16, beating the Carolina Panthers. Um, but I want to talk to you about your football giants, man. Um, give you the floor and let you do your thing. You know, stock up and or stock down um, on that team at MetLife Stadium. I mean, I gotta, I gotta get a little hit on the the Saints because that 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 was a bad loss by every every yeah. every de- definition at home against a beat up Bucks team with no receivers and you can't win that game. Jameis Winston forcing the ball into just becoming the old Jameis Winston wasn't really good. You're right, they didn't have Kamara, but he didn't have to do a lot to try to win that game. He tried to. And it you, it showed you, he's not that type of quarterback. He can't force it. You you know you can't you can't just trust your arm strength. So that was a bad loss at home. Very disappointing. Um, I, I think my stock is down on them a little bit, but they'll be back because they'll get Kamara and company back. As far as the G men, stock is way up, baby. We up. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All the baby. Woo! We got Dave on doing everything. He, he's gonna, he's gonna say, "Hey, you don't, you don't play, play well in practice. You don't play in the game." No, but I'm saying, um, listen, um, 
there's nowhere else to go. I don't expect this team to make the playoffs, but in the weak NFC, they're as good as a chance as anybody else's, right? So, um, you know, I like what I'm seeing from, from the Giants as far as Wink Martindale is the best off-season pickup the Giants had all season outside of the coach and the GM. Um, he's got that defense. That, that defense had no business keeping the, the Panthers in this ball game, or, or, or keeping the Giants in the ball game against the Panthers. Um, they they had injuries across the secondary. They were covering. They were blitzing. They were getting pressure. Um, oh, Shane Zemini looked like he was like one of the best pass rushers. Um, uh, after having two miserable seasons so far, um, and they don't even have the best pass rushers, right? Uh, Kevon Thibodeau. And, and and Ozari. So I mean, it's 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 a lot of optimism because I'm liking some things I'm seeing, and it's a cautious because I'm not liking a lot of things I'm seeing. Of, of course, with you know Kenny Galladay and, and Tony not playing very well or playing at all, really. Uh, Daniel Jones is way too up and down for me. He's he's really average quarterback. At you know the run game kind of got stifled a little bit. But the defense is playing well. Um, Dable's got these guys believing. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I, I'll take the stock is up as a homer, but I'll take it just because, you know what? It's up because they were so far down with the third third down sneak at MetLife Stadium to go from that last game in the season, a miserable day, to go to this where the Giants are, are at home, the, the crowd is going crazy, and they're getting a win. you got to be up, right? You know, honestly, for me, man, I'm going to double-click on what you're saying. You know, I honestly thought that coming into this year that the New York Giants would would shock a a bunch of people. Um, And the the way they've won both of these two games has been shocking. You know, you've been down in both games. You you come back to win. It's, it's not flashy. You're not swinging the ball over the yard. You know, Daniel Jones isn't everybody's quick ad in, in, in fantasy unless you're in a two-quarterback lead and you had to auto-draft it, and that's who you got, and unfortunately, myself. So, anyway, um, but at the, end, at the end of the day, you know, to, to, to roll the dice week one, and go for two instead of going into overtime to to to, to march his team down the field the way he did against the Carolina Panthers and and, and put his team in position to to get that win. Like if you're looking at the box score, you know the Giants scored six points, zero points, seven points, and six points. You know, up through all three quarters, all four quarters. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, this wasn't an offensive explosion. Like this, they, they, they weren't doing anything. At the end of the day, the New York Giants actually ran past the ball for 152 yards. Daniel Jones had 152 yard passing. You know, <laughs> you know, the, it, 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 it was wild watching. Uh, how that game literally unfolded. You know, both teams really got after it. The quarterback, the Giants had three sacks, the Panthers sacks, you know, got two sacks. Like, the time of possession was dominated by the New York Giants. Um, both teams were pretty evenly penalized. Um, so when, when, when you look at the box score, this was a very even matchup. And we've seen, again, Barry, I don't have to tell you, we've seen the Giants lose mm-hmm. this type of game. Absolutely. You know, um, and they, they, they managed to win it. 
So that being said, <clears throat> I agree stock stock is up. Um I'm not gonna talk about the Steeler game because I did that in my finger food, which is gonna drop next week. Um let me get into these four o'clock games real quick and then we'll get out of here. Um the uh, Greenwater, I'll come to you. Uh Dallas Cowboys get an improbable win um on, on Sunday beating the Cincinnati Bengals twenty to seventeen. I wanted to talk to you about the Dallas Cowboys. Um uh, it's it all right with the world now because they got a win, or is it stock up or stock down in your opinion on, on the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, it, it's still stock yeah, way down, way, way, way down. <laughs> uh, they, they may be. So I am. I'm going to say something, and Dallas fans might get a little hurt by this, but little? this time, this is the time to tank the season. You've got Dak. He's hurt. Put him on the IR and tank the season now, because you're you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to win the division. You're probably not going to make a playoff spot because right now, yes, you you did sneak a win in, which might help you out a little bit. But the Giants are two and zero. The Eagles are two and zero, um, and the Washington Commanders are looking like a better football team right now than you. So you may be last in the division anyway. Tank. Did Dak put Michael Gallup on the IR? Did him for the rest of the year too? Come back healthy next year with probably a brand new and better quarterback or a treasure trove of draft picks for some desperate team who really needs one and cough the Carolina Panthers. Um, so now's the time to tank Dallas. Uh, but I do want to want to grab a little bit of talk on uh, just one brief statement on the, the New York Giants, if I may. Um, there, I, I definitely remember on the Sunday morning brunch with TP Timeless saying these words. Look at how many injuries are on that New York Giants defense. There's no way that even Baker Mayfield could screw this up and screw it up he did. Because uh, he's Baker Mayfield. Because <laughs> he's Baker Mayfield. And this is without even Kayvon Thibodeau in the lineup. He has not played in either one of these two victory games. So that's a that's a um, upgrade that Giants fans should be really excited to see coming in um, probably in the next couple of weeks, which – could bring them up to a different level. Right, right. I mean, the Giants, I mean, at the end of the day, like, so Jets, this upcoming week they play on Monday Night Football. They got the they got the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. And then they play mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears, um, which, again, they should be, they, they could definitely beat the Chicago Bears. Dallas is a division game. I, I give that a toss-up, but they, they should beat Super Rush. <laughs> And then they and then they get to the meat and potatoes of the schedule where they got the Green Bay Packers, the Ravens, um, you know, they should they should be Jacksonville, they should be Seattle, Houston, Detroit, got Dallas again. So again, I went through this, you know, beginning of the year, you know, the <clears> Giants <throat> just by just by getting out to a two and zero start have put themselves in position, you know, yeah, I, I don't foresee them beating Green Bay, but you know, Anything else is possible. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't see them beating the, the Baltimore Ravens, but, you know, we just saw the Baltimore Ravens give up a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter, so anything is possible. At home. Uh, at, at home, home. At, at, at that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Jacksonville is a toss-up. The Seattle Seahawks, you know, Geno Smith is a toss-up. The Houston Texans are a toss-up. The Detroit Lions, you know, they, they can score, but they can't stop anybody from scoring. So, if that's a get-right game for, for Kenny Galladay and, and company, she's still on the roster by then. By week 12, the Dak, you know, <laughs> Dak Prescott should be back, but we'll see. And then you got the you got the division stuff, you know. So the Giants have put themselves in a position to somewhat be relevant late in the year just by beating the teams that they that that, that they're equal to, in my opinion, um, throughout the regular season. Man, it's comical when 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 you beat teams that you are equal to, you know, schematically and skill wise. You can afford to get smacked in the head by the Green Bay Packers of the world and still be okay, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yo, uh, Greenwood, I did want to talk to you about um, the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, you, you said stock is down. I, I definitely agree with you. I'm going to rapid fire this real quick, man. Just say up or down. Uh, villain Denver Wait, No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Now, you, you got to let me talk about the Cowboys now. You can't, you can't <laughs> just put that plate out there and take it away from the villain. You can't do that. You can't do that. Um, cowboy fans, cowboy fans are such. I, listen, I love my family, I really do. And I talked to my my one of my cousin today, um, and he's like, "Cooper Rush, baby, we back. You be coming for the Giants?" I'm like, "I'm like, really, Cooper Rush? That's what we're talking about right now. You're you're telling me that he's gonna save your season." You got a hundred and twenty million dollar quarterback, and you're talking about Cooper Rush right now. That's really, really, Cowboy fans are delusional, just like Jerry Jones. Keep winning games. Keep winning. get to get the seven, eight wins. Don't make the playoffs. Don't get the draft picks. Still have a garbage team. I love it, Cowboy fans. You think you did something against the Bengals? The Bengals are not that good. They're 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 in trouble just like you are. I, Cooper Rush. <laughs> but let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Just, just for all, all intents and purposes, was it me, or did the Cowboys' offense look significantly better with Cooper rushing there than they did with that cut cut? No, because they were playing the Bengals. Listen, they still scored seventeen points. So what? They got a touchdown. Great. So so did everybody else in the league before you did. Who cares? Like seriously, like this, this still this is still a team with a garbage offensive line, with their number one receiver who can't catch a cold. They're bringing back a, their a receiver off the IR, off an of ACL tear. That that's going to save their season. Dalton Schultz is hurt. He's probably not going to play Monday night. Um, their defense it looked a lot better, but I mean the offense is such a mess. They finally figure out, hey, we got to give uh, our Tony Pollard the ball. Okay. But they're still a mess. I don't care. They scored quick in the first half. They didn't do anything in the second half. This is still the Cowboys that are they're they're in trouble. They're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen points in the season saved. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
Down. I don't like what I'm seeing from them right now. I really don't. Um, I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's I don't. I just don't like what I'm seeing right now. I, everybody thought that they were some kind of Super Bowl contender. I wasn't buying it. I really wasn't. I mean, listen, the Texans for, through two games are playing a lot better than a lot of people thought. And I think Greenwood kind of lamented on that he thought the the Texans were going to be a lot better this year than people thought. But I mean, for this, the the, the Broncos to lay a, a a stink burger against the Seahawks, and then barely escape against the Texans. They had to come down to the wire. I'm watching Red Zone, and it's a triple box because of the, the Texans and Broncos. Really? Wait, I'm down on them. I don't like what I'm seeing. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Greenwood, I, I'll come to you, man. Arizona Cardinals, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go with the Vegas Raiders, man. Stock up, stock down. Are you trying to figure them out? Um, ooh. I'm a little stocked down on the Raiders. Uh, week one, they they looked great. Week two, they looked not so great. Um, I I think they're going to be the I think they're going to be the AFC West team that doesn't make the playoffs at the end of the day. Um, Broncos may also be that team because uh, I'm stocked down a little bit on them too. I was a I, I was buying a lot more. The hype of the of the preseason um, and the off season uh, barrage that these teams put up, but um, if you are going to have four teams in a division to make the playoffs, then you have to beat your out of division games and um, the Raiders, the Raiders and the the Broncos both did not do that thus far. Right, right, right. I'm going to go next on the Green Bay Packers. And honestly, for me, even though they got the win on Monday night, um, I'm going to go stock neutral here because at the end of the day, when you have Aaron Rodgers and the ability to, to run the rock the way they ran that rock, um, I, I think you put yourself in position um, to be successful. I do want to see what the Green Bay Packers do in the upcoming weeks. I mean, you can't really rely – on Randall Cobb and, and you know, the receivers that they have to, to, to do anything significant come playoff time. But also at, at the end of the day, um, I, I do expect them to be somewhat decent. I mean, they got Tampa Bay Buccaneers this upcoming week, um, and I think TB12 is going to have some guys come back to them. Um, so that's going to be a very interesting game on the road in, in Tampa Bay, Florida, you know, TB12 and – and A Rod gonna link up, man. So I'm 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 going stock neutral. I'm gonna learn a lot about uh the Green Bay Packers after this week because that Tampa Bay defense is for real. Um and you know, Tom Brady always likes to rise to the occasion when he plays future Hall of Famers um like himself. So with that being said, we already spoke on the Monday night game, so I'm gonna get you guys out of here, man. Greenwood, thanks for coming to kitchen with us, man. Give us a plug and a close out as you shut down the kitchen, man. Um, actually, I would like to throw a topic your way, and I don't know if you talked about this already, but Mitchell Trubisky. We see Kenny Pickett uh, take the start, because right now Trubisky's not winning you games. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna go ahead and give you a a preview of my finger food that I I recorded um yesterday that's gonna get published on sportsbusiness.com later on um, probably tomorrow when Zelen gets around to doing it. Um, we're not gonna see Kenny Pickett until next year. And, right. and, and, and here's why. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna see him until next year. The only way that we will see Kenny Pickett is if Mitchell Trubisky gets hurt. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here, okay? Mitchell Trubisky was made a team captain. He was voted on by his peers and his teammates to be one of the guys that essentially leads the team. So you don't bench a team captain. That just doesn't happen. So unless Mitchell Trubisky really pisses down his leg and doesn't get it done or he gets hurt. Um, I, I, I don't foresee him coming in the game. Now, I will say this. Mitchell Trubisky has to play significantly better. He missed some wide-open targets. There's been some rumbling um, amongst the receivers about play calling. They're not really liking what Matt Canada is calling. And, again, I speak about this all in, in – in this episode of Finger Food, but at the end of the day, to answer the question, I don't foresee Mitchell Trubisky getting pulled. All right. Uh, so, yeah, my plug out, my shout out is to Aaron, Aaron Terrius Simmons and his um, Finger Foods episode that's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Uh, thanks so much, everyone, man. Thanks for coming to get with us, man. Villain, give us a plug yeah. and a close out as we get out of here, man. Two and zero, oh, baby. Two and zero. Oh. Feel it in New York. I feel it. The energy. We're, you know, we're not back, but it's better than being zero and two. I tell you that. So, um, I'm happy uh, that we're winning games. But um, listen, my stock is neutral on the Packers, too, way down on the Raiders. They, they're, they, I don't know who was the bigger disgrace, the Raiders or the Ravens, for blowing that game uh, late. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't think they're for real. Uh, you know, for you know, first couple quarters, they didn't look very good, and then they, they didn't really look great against the, the Patriots, so we'll see. But uh, interesting week, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, listen, get to the website. We got uh, blogs going up. Sirius has got his finger foods. I'm sure I'll get to my finger foods on the week two um, victory for the Giants. Uh, article is up. Uh, fantasy waiver wires. It's uh, a lot of people are eating that, so you better get to the website and get those nuggets before everybody takes them. Uh, but you know, listen. Tomorrow night we got our uh, cookout with uh, TP Timeless and the villain. Uh, we got shows all week, so you know, we keep everybody fed. Uh, sir, it's always a pleasure doing the show with you. Thanks for having me, man. I'm out. Peace. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Man, it's your boy, Sir, as repping that 412 and 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with everybody. Um, to the blog. We're doing big things. With that being said, as CP would always say, tell a friend, tell a friend the chefs again. If they don't know, now we know. Sports city, sports city. Chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city. Chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city. Chefs, chefs. Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again.
shit. Uh.